0: Broadcasting from the Stolen Droids Hangout and discussing everything that has been taking place in the geek world over the past 168 hours, well, give or take, it's the Stolen Droids Podcast.
1: Hello and welcome to Stolen Droids Podcast, episode 210. I'm Colin. I'm Zonner. And I'm Zook. Schmitty, uh, he still is out with plague. Uh, he's, he's, he's caught the diabetes.
0: The diabetes plague? yes. Oh, that's, that's, that's the, the worst kind, kind of plague. Yeah, that's the kind where you cough a lot, and then if you eat a candy bar, the doctor takes your foot, correct? Yes. Okay.
1: Yeah, which is a bad thing to have around Easter, because the jelly beans will get you every time. Um,
2: oh, you guys, the fight is this Monday. The fight where everyone goes nuts and buys candy and beats old ladies so that they don't get it first.
0: Because they want their half-off cream eggs? Yeah. Who doesn't want a half-off <laughs> want off them cream
2: cam- egg? The, them cra- the cra- cranberry eggs? Wow, Cadbury wow. eggs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it sounds like it is, this is like the Purge 3, only it's like Easter candy. <laughs> One day a year, Americans are allowed to beat on each other as much as they want. We call it the day after Easter weekend. Seriously, hey,
2: I think that Easter has the best candy over any holiday, anytime.
1: I agree Um, yeah could be could be I've seen some really inappropriate ones though too I've actually seen a chocolate crucifix
0: okay a a chocolate crucifix isn't that big of a deal unless there's like a white chocolate Jesus on it
1: (laughs) there was a dark chocolate Jesus does that count I mean
2: (laughs) who wants to eat that I had no idea Jesus was black
1: He was delicious for your
2: sins. (laughs) There are
0: so many things that I could say right now that I just, I really don't feel like getting struck by lightning tonight.
1: Hey, uh, before we go any further and completely alienate all of our friends over at our sponsors, we should give a shout out to them so they can stop listening and we can go back to whatever we were saying. (laughs) Special thanks to our friends over at TrekRadio.net, KryptonRadio.com, and Radio KSCR, Stitcher, iTunes, Zoom. You know the drill. Anywhere you can find a podcast where you can find us. Also, our wonderful friends at 4814WebHosting, 48 com. They've been really helping us out this week, especially with all the crap that we've been doing to the server. Um, they've been keeping us up and running uh, despite our own best efforts. So you should definitely check them out. They are very awesome, and they will definitely help you out. Now, back to Sacrilegious Chocolate. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do we want to go to Sacrilegious Chocolate? That's the
1: question. No, oh. No. instead I think I'll actually bring up something I, I posted on our Facebook. This is actually like our birthday episode for us.
2: Happy birthday to us. It is.
1: Yeah. Um Four years. We're recording yeah, we're recording this on Friday, the third of February of, of April, yeah. And we started Stolendroids.com pretty much April second, I wanna say seven years ago
0: i thought it was april 1st i thought we started april fool's day
1: no that's when we started the podcast we started the podcast on april fool's day which is weird and totally because it was a
2: joke because you guys didn't think you were going to go anywhere and no April,
1: april fool's day is just another day to me it seriously is we don't even pay attention to it anymore um we just started because it was a Thursday and it was the first day we were all available and that was four years ago. We've been recording this show every week without fail and without missing a single episode for four years.
0: Yeah, that's pretty insane.
1: I've only missed two.
0: I've only
2: missed a couple as well. I Isn't that weird? I definitely haven't missed that many. <laughs> <laughs> I've only died, what, ten times?
1: Yeah. <laughs> The worst time lord ever. So yeah, thanks for everyone wishing their happy birthday to I Me, mean, my favorite comment because I put that on Facebook and uh, I forget who it is. It's one of our fans that said, "Don't you're now past the statute of limitations for those stolen droids." Yes, it's like thanks. That's been really weighing on me.
0: <laughs> I, I did like that. I thought that was funny. You know, though, it, um, it's awesome that we actually have listeners. Yeah, that's that's the amazing thing is after. 4 years of doing the podcast, 7 years of doing the site. People still tolerate
1: us. This has gone longer than my first marriage. <laughs> <laughs> and I've gotten better feedback from it too.
2: Oh man.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I mean it just uh. it amazes me that we still have people that tune in every week without fail and listen to us. I mean, we're just It's
1: left me with about the same amount of money in the, in the end.
0: <laughs> true, true. True, but you have got to meet some cool people.
1: Yes, yes. So, really, this is better than my first marriage. Yes, yeah, and we don't punch um, you often. No. <laughs> Um, hey, you know, that's an interesting question, though. Um, not punching me and not comparing this to a marriage. Uh, listeners out there, how long have you guys been listening to us? Are you a diehard fan from the beginning? Um, let us know, because I'm kind of interested to see when everyone started listening and for how long. Um, are any of you out there from four years ago? I'm, I'm really kind of curious. Feedback at StolenDroids.com. Let us know. I, I um, have
0: I have a thought here on that, along that same line. Did any of you listeners... Listen to episode one when it was originally posted and managed to stick with us for four years. Because if you did, you deserve a medal or something. Because I don't even go back and I didn't even like to listen to episode one.
1: I I don't want to know if you did, because I might think a little less of you to be perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, I thought we had smart people listening to us. But now I know they're listening to us just because there's something wrong with them upstairs.
0: They're sadistic. <laughs> masochistic
1: yeah i don't know our first one was not good our first few were not good
0: but that's that's what happens when you start a new thing so happy birthday to stolen droids may we have another four years of prosperity well may we have four years of prosperity
1: (laughs) (laughs) hey um i feel a little bit sheepish here because i've been saying how we haven't been getting any feedback And um, uh, everyone has been sending in feedback, but they've been doing it on the site. They've been adding comments to the site, and I haven't been checking them. And I feel really bad about that. So I'm going to go through comments here for everyone, uh, and please um, accept my humblest apologies. Uh, First up, uh, from Joe, this is from episode 202, Headline Medley. Um, We were talking about uh, the HTC rap song. You remember that? Yes, sadly. HTC yeah htc was rapping about their htc one and it was um painfully awkward and i said it sounded far too white and uh joe who's black by the way uh says what is wrong with you guys i'm listening to your show right now and just shaking my head seriously say something black <laughs> <laughs> she, she does point out that she is cracking up right now uh joe thanks for having a good sense of humor that's why we love you um And it should be noted that I don't actually think about a single word I'm saying, and then I forget I've said it until I'm listening to the finished show, like, four days later, and I sit there in my car going, wait, I said that? Um, I think I mentioned last episode about Chrome on my computer being like Honey Boo Boo at a Sizzler, in that she eats up all the resources till there's nothing left. I had forgotten I said that until almost a week later when I listened to the episode, so... Sorry, Joe. I was surprised by it too. I'll talk to him. I'll talk to that Zook.
0: Yeah, Zook is yeah. just—you yeah, can't trust him. He's just this guy says whatever.
1: Yeah, that Zoner guy's not much better. <laughs> Um, okay, R.D. Williams wrote on uh, podcast episode 207, Panda Lupus. Uh, this is when, uh, at the very beginning of the episode, when you guys said what will happen when we hit ep- over episode 9000 uh, in reference to Dragon Ball Z. And Schmidt said something really weird, like we'd have it done in 24 years or something. And even as he said that, I'm listening to it going, um, you know, that's wrong, but we're d- we got headlines, we're going to move ahead, I'm not going to call him out on it. We do that a lot, it should be mentioned. Um, sometimes after the episode is done recording, someone will say, "Zuki, you were way off base with that or, or whatnot. But for the sake of flow, uh, not like the rapping flow,
0: you can't like, handle the flow.
1: <laughs> yeah. The jiggy jar jar do. Um, <laughs> for the sake of the flow of the podcast we sometimes forego an argument or just move past it because it's not worth it to discuss but rd williams called schmidt out on it he goes first love the show you guys are both informative and entertaining thank you rd um we don't think so but we're glad you do uh, second just listen to show number 207 and as you comment about how long it would take to reach show 9000 at one show a week the show would have to run for at least 173 years before episode 9000 though we are all living longer these days so who knows especially with cybernetics thanks rd uh, rd thank you very much appreciate it Schmidt did respond back to that and said thanks for the correction when i calculated the 24 years i was dividing by 365 see what happens when you stay up late podcasting um, what you don't know, R.D., is that we actually uploaded our consciousness into Google Cloud years ago. We're actually all long dead.
0: <laughs> Which explains how Colin can keep coming back. Those episodes where he's not here. <laughs> <laughs> we just hit a bad sector on the drive.
1: <laughs> we accidentally deleted Colin. <laughs>
2: That's what we get for using Google Drive. We had to restore
1: them from backup. But now you know. I mean, the secret's out there. I mean, this is the birthday episode. We can share some of our secrets. There's actually an algorithm that the computer uses when putting this show together. So there's about five minutes of BS. uh, Insert Blackberry joke. Insert Sony joke. Make fun of Anonymous. Make fun of some politicians. And then hit Reddit for some favorites and since we've all said these jokes so many times for the first two years of the show really it's just going back through that library and piecing back to words together <laughs>
2: wait a second but after all this time we still can't get me a girlfriend
1: well that would oh, the algorithm come on. i mean this is let's be honest algorithm. it's
0: forever alone
1: it's oh. just a supercomputer it's not god okay
2: why it's
1: not magic maybe someday and if to prove um, the whole algorithm thing, they're going to do a supercut of all of our different quotes singing uh, Uptown Funk next.
2: Uptown Funk it up.
1: Um, hey, look, they got Obama to sing it. They can definitely get us. Um, Gamer girl wrote for episode 208, The Window Kale Cleanse, duck and weave, Colin, duck and weave. Uh, this is in reference to him getting killed by a dragon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well done that's the best comment i've yes. heard all night
1: yeah so
2: i think that comment wins 2015 <laughs> thank you
1: for your comments everyone um please leave your comments anywhere you can i will do better in finding them uh you can leave them on the site like you guys have been doing email us stolen uh, feedback at stolen droids.com leave them on facebook leave them to twitter Uh, In fact, Joe has left quite a few on Twitter, uh, usually because we say something incredibly offensive. But she laughs. That's good. Her email address is at screwpopculture.com. I gotta think she's gotta have a good sense of humor about all this.
0: One would hope. Just saying. One would hope.
1: Now, I've met Joe. She's awesome. And quite the looker. Um sound a bit like sucking up, but I'm not. Hey, let's get into our headlines, shall we? It's only been 13 minutes.
0: Yeah, why don't we? Let's do it. Make okay. it happen. Headlines. Let's, let's get the ball rolling.
1: Um, we'll get the ball rolling right after these messages. No, I'm joking. Um, cr- Google has announced a new bit of hardware. It's called the Chrome bit. And when I first started looking at this, I was a little bit confused because it seemed a lot like a Chrome Cast, And I'll explain why. See, it's this tiny little almost USB drive-shaped thing, except instead of a USB on one end, well, it does still have a USB port, but it's USB on one end and it's HDMI on another, and it's meant to be hooked straight in to a monitor or a TV, and it is a self-contained computer. It has its own wireless radios for wireless networking. It has a Bluetooth radio, so you can hook keyboard and mouse to it. And it has an onboard battery. So really, anywhere there's a monitor, you can take your Chrome bit, plug it in, and you have your Chromebook or your Chrome laptop or your Chrome OS computer, which is really inventive. I think that's really, really kind of cool. It is kind of what a lot of different companies have been trying for years, for decades, really. The idea of a personal computer you can take anywhere. I remember the U3 USB drives. You guys remember those? They were, they were USB drives that had programs on them, and you could install which programs you wanted. Oh yeah, and yeah. And then you could plug them into any computer. And I mean, Schmidty was a huge fan of the U three. I used it a few times, but they never really truly worked. So this is kind of cool. I don't know who's going to want it, but it's priced really low. So Schmidty'll
0: buy
1: one. Oh, Schmidty'll buy ten. He'll <laughs> give them out <laughs> like stocking stuffers. <laughs>
0: Easter Hello, Easter
1: welcome Easter to, to my leave-ins. house oh you tooth fairy took your tooth left you a chrome bit it wasn't that nice of her <laughs> welcome to my home here's a chrome bit
0: but I wanted a quarter
2: I think we need to go visit Brian more
1: <laughs> yeah well and when they all stop working this is this mulch you've been working with your tulips is really great yeah it's uh, it's shredded up chrome bits
0: the plastic uh, the is first great because it doesn't biodegrade.
1: Exactly, uh, the first one is going to be made by Asus, uh, and I get the feeling that this is kind of Google's mo. Now, this is how they're going to do it, where different manufacturers bid out on which stuff they can b- build for them, uh, and it will retail for less than a hundred dollars. So, I mean, it's not super cheap, but it's let's be honest, it's pretty affordable. I just, I personally don't know what market it's really going to appeal to. Yeah,
0: I'm interested to see who they're targeting with this. Are they targeting the Google fanboys like Schmitty? Or do they have a more widespread plan? Yeah,
1: Is this going to go out to developing nations? Is this for uh, classrooms? Is this for low income? Uh, yeah, I'm not saying it doesn't have an audience. I'm just not really sure which audience they're going to be targeting.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it'll be cool to see who it actually is.
1: Yeah, it'll be very cool. Podcasters. Um, (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, The next bit of mobile hardware that comes to us is from Microsoft. Microsoft is killing Windows RT. And the last nail in the coffin is the new Surface 3. Now, this is kind of confusing to people because the Surface Pro 3 has been out for some time. This is not the Pro 3. This is the Surface 3 okay, uh it is going to be a 10 point8 inch tablet. It is a three by two ratio, so it doesn't have the uh, 16 by 10 that the other surfaces have. It's much more in the iPad range. Um, it's also a 64 bit Intel atom processor, so it's running full windows 8.1 and it starts at 499. That's not bad. I, I honestly think this may finally be. Um, what gets Microsoft some real traction in the tablet space. Because that's, you're right, that's really good. And it's, it has the license already to upgrade to Windows 10 when that comes out.
2: Yeah. The only thing with the services that I don't like is the default keyboard it comes with. And even, it comes even with a keyboard? The, yeah, it comes with a, doesn't it?
1: No. No, they've never come with a keyboard. You have to buy them separately, which has been a, some, a major gripe a lot of people have had. Uh,
2: well, even their their just plain version which is pretty much just a sheet of cardboard and then flat buttons. It's just crap. It it doesn't work that well. Well,
1: they're also discontinuing that. So the click keyboard will be the only keyboard available for it. This oh, one okay. also has the multi um pressure pen like the Surface Pro 3 so you can use it like a Wacom tablet. Um it'll have LTE versions that can go on T-Mobile or Verizon. This is this is good. I think you're looking at two gigs of RAM, 64 gigabytes of storage, a full windows operating system, USB three display port out a, um, pressure sensitive stylus and touch screen for $500. That's, that's pretty good. I think. Yeah, that, that is awesome.
0: That is awesome.
1: I mean, let, let's be perfectly honest. As much of a Microsoft fanboy as I am, the biggest thing holding back the Surface for me, even suggesting it to anyone, has always been the price. Yeah, yeah. N- and for what it could do, the price was good, but
0: nobody wants to pay eight or nine hundred dollars for a quote-unquote tablet, even if it is running full version Windows.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Well. Well, even that, it's like if I get the really powerful one with the i7 and I buy the keyboard and the stylus and the docking station then I have a tablet that acts like a laptop for only $1,200 and I'm thinking yeah or you could just buy a laptop for half that yeah but I think this firmly entrenches it in tablets area now and I I really think it's very very helpful so that's pretty cool yes Um, in Really weird news that I don't understand at all, which is a very long hashtag. Airbnb, who we haven't talked about in forever, is opening up a new market. Now, a bit of backstory if you're not familiar. Airbnb is the idea that you can go onto their website, say, I am traveling to this town. I need a place to stay. And people have placed their rooms up online available for you to stay in. You pay them over the Internet. And they may be there. They may not be there. Uh, It stands for air, bed and breakfast. And it has seen moderate success in a lot of different cities. It's also seen quite a bit of abuse in different cities, but it's still around. Well, the newest area they're opening up makes no sense to me because they are opening up Cuba. Now there are some challenges with doing business in Cuba. First off, It's Cuba. (laughs) Um, The Americans are not allowed to travel there for tourism. You have to go there on business or to help the Cuban people. Like that's the actual sanction. Um, So I'm not really sure how many tourists are hoping to get with this. Uh, The next problem is, is that only 9% of the people in Cuba even have access to the internet. So how do they go listing their listings? You know what I mean? on the internet. Well, Airbnb had to invent a whole new industry of intermediaries that act almost like real estate brokers. So if you are a Cuban and you have this place and you want to put it up on Airbnb, you put it together, give it to the listing agent, and they put it online for you. Problem number three, Airbnb pays over the website. So, you never actually have to worry about paying the person directly. This is a problem in Cuba where 90% of the people deal in cash only. So, they had to invent a whole other industry to act as intermediary bankers. That just seems like it's a whole lot of hard. Yeah, they basically had to invent two whole industries just to get this other one to work. And I don't even know who's going to use this other one. Yeah, that's that's crazy I I kind of get the feeling this is all just a huge CIA front just a place just so they can have places to put their agents in
0: well I know that President Obama met with uh, Cuban president Castro Raul Castro uh, last year last December I think and said that they're going to start lifting economic sanctions so maybe Americans will be able to travel to Cuba again but uh, but, I don't know, right now, unless unless your name is Jay-Z or Beyonce and you're good friends with the president, there's not a lot of Americans going down there. So, yeah, yeah I, it just it doesn't make a lot of sense. Of all the countries you could go to, why Cuba?
1: I Yeah. If so, anyone out there has any more information on this than we do, I'm all ears because it is super confusing.
0: Yeah, it makes no I, I sense. Just,
1: I feel like there's a huge amount of backstory here that we're missing some political intrigue, some spy games or whatever. And there's just something we're missing because this is way too much trouble to go for just to get a hotel booking in Cuba. If you're going to Cuba on business, your business is finding you a hotel. Yeah. It's just it's weird. Um, In other news, hello, who we mock constantly Uh, they're still around and what's more is they're getting more funding they're going mobile well how hard is it to make a plain white web page mobile friendly
2: hey their gifts are going to have some problems
1: I I can I can do that in five (laughs) seconds it'll say hello world and it's just white with a black (laughs) circle on it I can do that it'll resize itself to any size screen it'll be great I want to make $5 million off of that.
2: I don't get who would invest that. People who like
0: blank internet pages?
1: People who think that they're on to the next big thing. They're taking a look at Facebook and going, okay, look how big Facebook got. Look at all the money they made. We want to be part of that. Let's get on the next big thing. But I've got news for you people. That ship has sailed. It's called the SS Facebook. It is the only ship because they invented the ship. They may not have started off with they didn't invent the idea of the ship. You know, that could have been Friendster or MySpace or any of the previous social. Come on. We all know it was the Winklevoss twins. But Facebook was the one who first was able to monetize it to this degree. It's their ship. So. I don't know.
2: Honestly, if I had the choice between Elo and MySpace, I'd rather go back to MySpace.
1: I agree. I'm on MySpace again. Are you really? I can't. I really am. Yeah. I have no clue what to do with it. Uh, Isn't it just a music site
2: now? Yeah, pretty much. Do old profiles even exist on there?
1: No. (laughs) Which I actually consider a plus because let's face it, a lot of you had really horrible
2: looking profiles. Oh my gosh. Oh man. I remember coding up, uh, like, all my friends' pages back then because they were like, oh, man, your profile looks cool. I'm just like, yeah, because I took HTML in, in high school.
1: See that background animation? I animated that. Man. Never mind that I tiled it across the entire background screen.
0: <laughs> or like, that it's a bunch of animated GIFs.
1: The whole reason Schmitty hates gifts so much, I believe, goes back to MySpace. Like, I, like, seriously, I think it nearly gave him an aneurysm, some people's profiles. I will say, I, MySpace holds a special place in my heart because that is where I was first introduced to Jonathan Colton. Not personally, just his music.
0: Well, you know, it's interesting because I remember taking uh, some web design classes back in the day when I was still a new student. And... In the first class, the professor pulled up MySpace, and he went through at least half a dozen profiles and said, "This is example, and these are examples of what you do not want to do because these are horrible, horrible atrocities of a web design of web design." So yeah,
1: (laughs) yeah, it pretty much holds true. So now you can just have a blank white page. Yes,
0: with animated gifs.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I- I'm kind of dancing around a bit, but it'll make sense. Why in a second here, um, the UK has a very funny politician, uh, by the name of, Oh geez, I just had it. Uh, Ed Miliband. Miliband. Uh, he had a huge smartphone addiction. He couldn't get off his smartphone. He was always on it. And he came out with a very interesting, uh, way to cure his smartphone addiction he bought a blackberry
0: oh that's awesome remember how we were talking about insert random blackberry joke yeah here's here's where that comes in
1: yeah uh he said that he ditched his iphone for a blackberry because it's harder to be addicted to a a device with quote limited functionality
2: (laughs) (laughs) what blackberry limited
1: never Yeah, um... Yeah. (laughs) I love that. Um... Yeah, here's the actual uh, quote. It was during an interview here, uh, and the interviewer asked, I think I read about you and that you had to give up your iPhone because you were so obsessive about checking Twitter and political commentary, and um, Millibrand said, the good thing about a BlackBerry, and I'm going to insult the BlackBerry makers now, is that it's harder to do those things, and it's so much more limited functionality. Functionally. Yeah, he used the wrong word. Well, they're British. (laughs) They say different words. (laughs)
0: They just make it up as they go, huh?
1: Yeah. Um I just find that funny and so accurate. It's the first politician I've ever read telling the truth.
2: <laughs>
1: no reaction from the peanut gallery. Sorry. Um okay, into some different news and this is the uh the video game news this is why I was kind of bouncing around here. Um Yeah, so Microsoft is launching a new Halo game. I know that sounds dumb. Everyone knows about Halo 5 Guardians, except this is Halo Online. I had no idea this was happening. I feel really dumb now that I haven't been following um, video games as much. But it is an online-only game that can take much less hardware. It doesn't take quite the same level of hardware to play. And it looks really awesome. So they've opened it up into a closed beta in Russia and only Russia. Well, gamers didn't like that. And gamers, being the gamers that they are, um, oh, I I should mention, this is for PC only. That's why it's a big deal. It's for PC only. As soon as they announced it was for Russia only, immediately you saw leaked copies of it with um, with the region lock removed. So you could play it anywhere. Microsoft, in response, unleashed The Lawyers.
0: Yeah, a lot of DMCA. Is that right? DMCA? DCMA? Yeah. DMCA. Yeah. DMCA. Yeah, a lot of notices get going. So,
1: yeah. Now, it should be mentioned that Microsoft has a strategy for this. You see, in Russia and a lot of countries in that area, Um, piracy runs rampant. In fact, no one ever buys games there because why when you can just BitTorrent the game? And that's what they do. They hack the games, they crack them, they bit-torrent them. You can't sell games there. So instead of making a new Halo game and releasing it in Russia at all, they're making an online-only game where they actually make a lot of money in that region instead. So from a business standpoint, it makes total sense. But I can't quite figure out why they aren't releasing it elsewhere as well.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know Microsoft's deal here. Um, are we eventually going to see it worldwide? I would imagine so, because, I mean, Halo's a giant cash cow for Microsoft. But I, when I saw that they were, it was a closed beta in Russia only, that really kind of perplexed me. I, I, mm-hmm. I don't understand Microsoft's logic in all this.
2: Well, in the franchise, it's way too huge for it not to release everywhere. Yeah. I mean, there's there would be a lot of, a lot of bad feedback on Microsoft, and I don't think Microsoft's going to take that.
1: I mean, from what I understand of the hardware requirements, this could run on a tablet. Yeah. You know, you hook your Bluetooth controller up to a tablet, and so long as you're on broadband, you could play it that way. It looks like a good game I'd play it that would be cool actually
0: yeah Yeah, it's only a 2.1 gig zip file to be able to play with it being online I mean
1: you don't need a lot my SimCity build it is bigger than that on my phone is it really uh... I don't know I just said it to prove a point
2: (laughs) (laughs) this should be one of those things that we
0: argue Zook
1: no move on (laughs)
2: Uh, it does actually kind of remind me of uh, Quake Live. It
1: does. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Which,
2: Quake Live, you can play on anything. I've seen people play it on tablets before. And it runs perfect. Really? This this is probably going to be a big game changer for Microsoft.
1: If they release it everywhere else. Yep. Um, in other video game news, and I completely missed this, but on Live... We used to talk about them a lot. Um, They're shutting down. Now, let's back up because, again, we haven't talked about them in almost three years, I want to say. But OnLive was a company that one could argue was way ahead of its time where you could stream a game to any device. So your game was not actually playing on your device. You were just simply watching it and interacting with it you could play a, a Xbox Live or sorry an Xbox 360 game on their servers and it streamed the content to you and you were playing it on an iPad. I never used it and I don't know anyone else who did either. Zoner used to have a lot of uh, hate towards them because their logo and the logo for his company was pretty much identical. Schmitty loved it because the idea was theoretically genius, but Colin, this is long before you joined. Did you ever know anyone who used this?
2: I actually used it um, with my Xbox 360, or no, my original Xbox, to play because they started shutting down all the old Halo servers. And so we would actually use that in order to play those games online via their hosted servers. And it ran smooth. It, It was great. It brought back a lot of the servers that we couldn't play on anymore, and kind of sucked it was kind of a drag for a while
1: Hmm, that's kind of interesting you're the first person i know who's ever played it uh schmitty i know like downloaded it but he never actually played it and eventually they got to the point where they could also do steam games which of course that's always a win-win right well it got bought in 2014 by sony sony then completely stripped out all the useful inform, all the useful patents and technology to put into their PlayStation Now system, and are now shuttering the company.
2: Sounds like Sony.
1: Yeah, sounds exactly like Sony. Um, now, the PlayStation Now system, I believe, is what the PlayStation Four is going to be using to stream um, games from the console to whatever. Uh, Sony device you have. So if your PlayStation four is running the game, you can be in the bedroom on your tablet playing the game instead. Therefore you don't need to always be at the TV. Xbox one is also doing the same idea with windows 10. Um, so it's very arguable that uh, OnLive was just simply far ahead of its time. And stealing people's
2: logos.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, that just drove me nuts. Cause like, I remember the company I worked for, they come out with this awesome redesign of our logo. And then like two weeks later OnLive comes out and they've got almost an identical logo. It's like you gotta be kidding me. I I was I was appalled to say the least.
1: Mm hmm. Um so rest in peace, I guess, OnLive.
0: That's what happens when you steal companies' logos and don't give them
1: credit. <laughs> That's business karma.
0: It's yeah, exactly. It's business karma.
1: Okay. And, um, oh, well,
0: Sony bought them, so you know they're they're going to get hacked, and everybody's data is going to get leaked, anyways. So,
1: and then immediately killed
2: them. Yeah. It seems like any type of service like that gets shut down pretty quickly. Like, I've noticed yeah. that. They're, Zone MSN had their their game zone for the longest time, um, which was fantastic for PC gamers being able to um, use that as the chat room and being able to socialize and then join in sessions of these games that didn't have the built-in um, hosted services platforms like they do now. You know, you would actually have to know someone's IP address to be able to play with them, and so. I mean, that was huge to the beginning of, of starting all of these um, hosted service platforms.
1: I don't think there's anything else to say to yeah, that. Yeah,
2: Zook's like all
0: contemplative. I'm waiting <laughs> to see what he's going to say.
1: I just realized how old that made me feel.
0: It really did. It really did. I used to do tech support for that crap.
1: It's almost like saying, man, I I really miss dialing up to Battle.net. You guys remember how great that was? Oh, wait a minute. That was like the dark ages of online gaming. I'm old.
0: Yeah, we are old. (laughs) And I got the most gray out of all y'all.
1: Thanks, Sony. (laughs) Introducing me to a sense of brief mortality. Um, Let's move into some other... Ah, This segues uh, disturbingly well. Let's talk about Batman. (laughs) See... There's a new animated series coming out and it's being voiced by Adam West and uh, Burt Ward. Now I, I always thought Burt Ward's last name was kind of hilarious because Burt Ward plays Robin who is a ward of Batman. Well,
0: wow, you just put saying. way much way too much thought into that.
1: It, he's he's just very meta. He's like the most meta ever. Yeah, you put uh, too so much thought. It, The show's going to be celebrating the 50th anniversary, and there's going to be a new animated feature film on the way, and they're going to be providing the voices for Batman and Robin. And here's why this is confusing to me, and not in a Cuba B&B kind of way, more in the brief mortality kind of way. They don't sound the same as they did 50 years ago. We're talking 50 freaking years.
0: But it's voiceover work. They can change their voice. They'll be auto-tuned the whole way. (laughs) <laughs> you to sound oh like new gosh.
1: rappers. I'm just saying 50 years does a lot to a person's voice. They don't sound the same as they used to.
2: Well, you still have people like um like at FanX. Uh we had uh Ron Paulson and Rob uh, Paulson Jesse, and Sarnell, Yeah. Jim Cummings and as well. Those guys s- several years, I mean at least a decade or two between some of these characters that they have and they can still do the voices perfectly. It doesn't matter how much time has gone through. I mean, even Rob Paulson has gone from um, being in the original TMNT uh, to being in the brand new one now. And he's still able to do that voice.
1: Hmm. I get, yeah, I guess I can see that, but 50 years, I still think is stretching it.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, Although I am super excited for this. Uh, I haven't read any of them, but I know DC's been doing the Batman 1966 comic. uh, Kind of featuring this style of the TV show from the 60s. I'm really hoping that they kind of stick with that in the the animated feature. Because this just has awesome written all over it. And I really hope that there's, like, some reference to some days it's just hard to get rid of a bomb or bat shark repellent or something. I hope that they just throw all these little things in there as nods to the nerds.
1: Yeah. Hey, speaking of, just this isn't even in the, uh, the show notes, but if anyone's watching The Flash, uh, this week there was a really fun episode with uh, Mark Hamill. And uh, he played the trickster again you, do you guys yes yeah. again uh, do you guys watch the episode I oh have, yeah i hilarious. have not seen it yet there's this great line in there where he's looking at this protege and he says i am your father and i just about <laughs> lost it
2: <laughs> he even does like the epic pause he's just like i am
1: your father your father
2: <laughs> I was just like, oh my gosh what is happening right now they Mind even got blown.
1: Scre- They even used screen grabs from the original Flash series where he played the trickster on that one too. It was quite funny. Uh-huh. It was it was very good. Sorry, it was Batman related news, DC related. He used the same voice that he originally used in the original Flash series that landed him the job to get the Joker. And so that's why the Joker sounds a lot like the Trickster because they're both Mark Hamill. Uh, And you can get a better, you can hear a much better description of it all over on Moving Picture Show with Dr. Squishy because he goes into the whole history of it and how he almost had a totally different Joker. Very fascinating. Um, This week, we also saw Dwayne the Rock Johnson in an SNL skit about Bambi, the new live action, gun toting, cigar smoking, ultra violent Bambi with uh, Vin Diesel as Thumper and Tyrese Gibson as Flower. It's very funny, I think. Um, Making fun of how Disney likes to make live-action remakes of all their films. Well, I guess Disney thought, well, hey, if people are making fun of it already, let's keep this up, and they're talking about making a live-action Mulan.
0: Yes. Yeah, I I don't know how I feel about this. You know, Maleficent they did was live action and i thought okay you know that's that's kind of cool it's different take on the story it's not sleeping beauty per se and then they did cinderella and now they've announced mulan and now two days after announcing mulan i thought this was an april fool's joke but it wasn't uh, because it was on the second live action winnie the pooh
2: oh gosh
1: wouldn't that be like Donnie Darko? <laughs> like like only Christopher Robin can see?
0: <laughs> Disney is seriously out of ideas. Yeah. They're, they're going back to the well and they're saying, okay, let's rehash this one. Let's rehash this one. I mean, we've got Frozen 2. We've got live action everything now. Um, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. And it's kind of embarrassing.
1: I I can't wait for them to make Mulan dark and gritty, because that's what we need to do now. And I've always thought um, I forget the name of the song that she sings.
0: I don't know. I I I the girl
1: I am inside or something. Yeah, I
0: don't know the name of it, but yeah, I you know what song I know it the is, one, yeah. you know.
1: Yeah, because I've always listened to that song and thought, you know, it sounds like she's wanting to come out to her parents. <laughs> well, you know, I'm excited. Well, now in a now in a dark and gritty live action one, she can.
0: I- I'm excited if they do Disney, uh, if Disney does Winnie the Pooh dark and gritty. You know, you got Pooh showing up at the corner of the hundred acre wood on the street corner trying to buy some of that there, honey.
1: I mean. They need to. They need to do it all Sin City style. Just that high contrast, ultra graphic, ultra violent version.
0: Yeah. When Pooh can't get his honey, he just goes and mauls Christopher Robin. Because, you know, bears, that's what they do.
1: Kenga would have a whole bunch of ruse in that version.
0: She's like the town prostitute. Is that what you're saying?
1: That is what I am saying, (laughs) yes.
0: Okay, just making sure we were going to the same place there.
1: She bounces, bounces, bounces. Um. (laughs) So much jiggle in that hop. I, I feel kind of dirty after having said that. You should. You
2: very much should.
0: You know, Winnie the Pooh is actually one of my favorite books from as a kid. Uh, Winnie the Pooh and House at Corner. I love those books. I love the Disney movies. I don't know that doing a live action Winnie the Pooh is a very good idea at all. Oh, bother.
1: (laughs) Oh, bother. Okay. um, But
0: just to show that Disney is completely out of ideas, they're bringing the Muppets back. And primetime TV show on ABC. That... I can stand behind 100%
1: because... I don't think they're so much out of ideas. You know, not to interrupt there, but I don't think they're really out of ideas so much as they're kind of realizing, wait a minute, we own a lot of properties. And not just any properties, popular, loved, beloved properties. True. If you think about it, everything in our childhood, they own.
0: Not Transformers. Not G.I. Joe.
1: I'll give it time. <laughs> Not Star Wars. Oh, wait. wait. Star Wars, everything Marvel, the Muppets. Yeah. You know, of course, there's the Disney after school special, you know, that two hour special where you had Darkwing Duck, Tailspin, DuckTales. That's what they um, need to
2: be bringing back. Uh, those were the golden days.
1: Uh, Goof Troop, Bonkers. There's another one I'm missing. Doug Funny. Uh, there's Quack Pack, man. There's another one I'm missing. Rescue Rangers. Thank you, thank you. That's it.
2: Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers.
1: That gadget. I thought gadget was kind of hot.
2: <laughs> what? <laughs> were you about to say the
0: same thing? That's what I was going to say, but I was joking.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. You were. Uh-huh. There's like oh, some
0: cult or something over in Europe that like <laughs> worships her.
1: Yeah, call it. I think you're, I think you're <laughs> confusing that with an episode. It had something to do with orange soda. No,
0: no. There's like some gadget worship cult. It's like really
1: weird. It's, I don't. I, I. Google it. Hashtag Google. No. No. I this is just retribution for the Burt Reynolds picture last week. I know it. I'm not gonna look this up.
0: You know that once we go off the air you will be.
1: It's gonna keep me up at night. <laughs> it
0: will. And once you do it and realize that it's really a thing, it will keep you up at night. It's a no win situation, Zook. I have won.
1: Uh, uh, okay. Let's go into Hawk Girl. And I have to enunciate it that way because my kids really like Justice League and I had to correct my sons from saying Hot Girl. Cuz they were constantly saying, "I really like Hot Girl." No, it's Hawk Girl.
0: She does have pretty just good abs. Like,
1: just like You're I had to tell wrong. the girls, it's not Hot Guy, it's Hawk Eye. <laughs> <laughs> Annunciation will set you free.
0: So we've talked about the um, CW Super Spectacular spin-off show that has characters from The Flash and Arrow. Uh, it's going to have quite a few of them, actually. Brandon Routh will be on it, Wentworth Miller, uh, Dominic Purcell, uh, Victor Garber, and Katie Lotz, who played Laura Lance on Arrow before she was so brutally killed off. Spoiler. Um, this is wrong,
1: actually. That's Sarah Lance.
0: Oh yes, that's right, and I knew that, but I'm on a roll, so. Yeah,
1: uh, L- Laurel Lance is who they reference here in the uh, yes in the article, and that's wrong because it was Sarah. Yeah, she she played I Sarah. Felt yeah, I which I hate because I really liked her a lot more than Laurel. Yeah,
2: I agree. I agree. I I hate where they're going with Laurel now,
0: but they have they have announced that Hawk Girl, Hawk, not hot, Hawk. And, um, it looks like, oh, Rip Hunter, time-traveling Rip Hunter will be joining the show as well. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's kind of cool. Um, I hope that she has good wings. I hope that they don't skimp out on the CGI if that's the route that they choose to go. I would prefer an actual costume compared to CGI. But it's gotta look good, but yeah, I think that's awesome. I like Hawk Girl. In fact, I just read I don't know, half a dozen Hawkman comics yesterday. Did nice Hawkman Hawk Girl storyline. So yeah, I I like this. I'm confused yeah. by the spin off spectacular, but should be fun. Yeah. It'll be interesting I, I'm, if I'm they excited.
2: can keep keep up with the um with how Arrow's doing. It'll be very interesting to see if it actually takes off. Okay, I'm not even sure what
1: they're doing on Arrow.
2: They're, this last couple episodes
1: has been, yeah, has been kind of intense.
2: I I mean, geez, this week's episode. I don't even. I'm confused by the ending. I'm not going to yeah. give a spoiler, but I'm really confused. I'm, al- I'm also
1: kind of interested in exactly how. Um, uh, how they're going to work this because the hawk girl is a Thanagarian. She's... Uh, there, you
2: know,
1: well, there's she's a couple
0: different ones they could go with. They could go with the Thanagarian or they could go with the ancient Egyptian rebirthed over and over. So there's there's a couple different iterations that they could play.
1: Oh, yeah. I wasn't that familiar with that other one. Yeah. Like I said, I got issues. It's kind of... Yeah, it's just... I don't know. Comic book issues. (laughs) Uh (laughs) (laughs)
2: Geeks.
1: I I don't know. I think this is, I'm excited for it, but this is a really bold choice for characters. I think that's a good way of putting it.
2: It's definitely an interesting mashup.
1: Indeed. Um, Hey, Salt Lake Comic Con 2015 has announced their master guest list schedule. Or at least the people who've confirmed so far.
2: See so here, so we've got Alex Kingston, Doctor Who, Arrow, E. R. Uh, Ian Summerholder, uh, The Vampire Diaries and Lost, uh, Scott Wilson from The Walking Dead, my personal favorite, Austin St. John's, the original Red Ranger from Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, uh, Joel Hodge 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 Hodgson, what uh, from Mystery Science Theater three thousand and then we got some authors. Uh, we've got Jim Butcher, uh, author of the Dresden File series, and Dresden. Dres- thank you. And Terry Brooks, author of I'm not even going to try it,
1: the Shannara series. There you go. And the Night in the Word or the Void in the Word series, Running with the Demon, The Night in the Word, uh, Angel Fire East. I-, I have like all of his books. <laughs> Elf Song of Shannara Sword of Shannara Sirens of Shannara The Druid of Shannara The Voyage of the Dural Shannara Do I need to go on?
2: I, th- I think you're good
1: <laughs> Okay I
2: think you're going to get A couple autographs While you're there A
1: couple Yeah, yeah. And I have the Dresden Files as well Schmini has the Dresden Files as well And he loves them But he has them all in audiobook How do you get that signed? Huh? He can get he his also, phone signed Take He that. also
0: actually wrote The novelization For Star Wars Episode 1 The Phantom Menace
1: We won't hold that against him
0: it was better than the movie.
1: Well, yeah. <laughs>
0: George Lucas wasn't
1: directing.
2: Doesn't take much. <laughs>
1: Novelization by George Lucas. No. It goes on for twenty thousand pages.
2: And really keeps changing. Is a, a good starting startup line. Uh, yeah. So far, it's 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 a nice ramp up.
1: It's definitely a lot more focused than years past. I get the feeling. So I'm focused. Excited. How so? Well, just that. It, it, Previously, it was kind of like, hey, we'll take... And, and I'm going to sound really patronizing here. And I, There's no way around it. There's just no way around it. But you know when cons are first starting out and they're kind of like, we'll take anyone who will confirm with us. We will take whoever can come. We'll take the
0: voice if of Roger you, Rabbit.
1: Yeah. yeah. And no one cares about that guy, okay? Because he's a <laughs> creep. He hasn't had work in forever. He's not even on a podcast. There's a story behind that. <laughs> anyway. But his um, dog is. <laughs> yes. Anyway, and that's kind of what the first couple Comic-Cons were and is. And it's not to say we weren't grateful for all the guests who came out and for all the celebrities. And there were a lot. And we had a lot of fun. And we here in Utah had a lot of fun. Very grateful for them. But I kind of get the feeling that this is going to be the third Salt Lake Comic-Con. And it's very much a... Okay, we know how to do this now. We know what we're doing now. Time to break out these set people. You know, it's not the person who played Key Grip on uh, a season of Supernatural. It's River Song. Just saying. Maybe I'm way wrong, on, may, way off on this, but I, I think this is. I think we're getting better. Personally, oh, if there was
2: one person I wish. Would come to Salt Lake Comic Con, It'd be Zachary Levi.
1: Levy, is it Levy or is it Levi? It's Levi.
2: From Chuck and There's Thor: yeah. The Dark World. Yeah, he was in Thor: Dark World. That's um, really Tangled. it. Right he he was in yeah Tangled, and he was in ah oh, he was in some Broadway production as well. Um, but he is a phenomenal actor, and what he's what he's done with like Nerd HQ for San Diego Comic Con. is awesome as well. I would love to see us be able to get something like Nerd HQ to tie along with Salt Lake Comic Con here. Mm-hmm.
1: I'd actually like to see the entire Chuck panel. <laughs>
2: That'd be sick.
1: Dude, if, they, if had... they
2: come back with a Chuck We've movie.
1: We've had Brandon I could Ralph, die we had happy. Adam Baldwin. We have not had Yvonne Stravinsky. I think mm-hmm. she cancelled, right?
2: I didn't even think she was on the list. Yeah, I didn't think she was, but we know that she you was. just want
0: her to come, Zook. I mean.
1: To the Comic-Con. Yes. You want her to come to the Comic-Con. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and Zahner I has an answer on the mic.
0: <laughs> what? I didn't say anything.
2: Uh,
1: we've been doing this show for four years you'd think you'd learn how to clarify things on the mic okay our last headline Grumpy Cat has a comic coming out okay into our favorites (laughs) Uh, who the hell cares about that cat now so um, Groupon had a deal on something called the Banana Bunker the Banana Bunker is this ridiculously over engineered piece of armor for your banana. So you put your banana in it, and when I say banana I mean actual fruit. Um and when I say fruit I mean actual tropical skin anyway. You put it in that and you can then throw it into your lunch bag or your backpack and it won't get squished and it won't get crushed. And hey that's really awesome. The problem is, is that it well it, the way it's worded it says here it looks like a very aggressive dildo, and knowing that it did uh the group on whoever was managing the group on Facebook page responded to every single comment that was put up on it, and there were a lot um Let's see here. Can I put a banana bunker inside another one for double protection uh, response? Unfortunately, doubling bunkers may not fit, but if you're serious about your fruit protection, and you should be, you should carry it around in this. And it's a camouflage, water-resistant fanny pack, also on Groupon. Uh, can you elope with the banana bunker? If you love the banana bunker so much, why don't you marry it? Definitely gets thrown around the office a lot, Brandy, but unfortunately they make terrible spouses. Um, they, they go on and on and on. The conversation is hilarious. You got to read these just for a quick little chuckle uh, and maybe then buy a banana bunker. I don't know. It's actually
0: brilliant. But does it keep all your food from tasting like bananas?
1: I don't know.
2: That is a good question. Maybe I should ask. (laughs) All right. And my favorite for this week. uh, So April Fool's Day. Are you tired of the jokes? Do you like to prank? Or are pranks just phasing out? Uh, Check out this YouTube video uh, from Idiobox Production. Uh, Sippy does a Sippy Sevens episode where he talks about the top seven April Fool's pranks that must go. We're talking all the fake babies, the fake proposals, all that stuff. Check it out. Strong
0: Bad email is back. Last Strong Bad email was number 205 all the way back in 2009. And we got a number 206 on April Fool's Day. And it was not an April Fool's joke. And it was glorious. Go watch it.
1: Excellent. It is quite cool. It just makes me happy to hear Strong Bad again. Yes. All right. Well, that is our episode this week. Again, we want to hear what your thoughts are. Or, you know, if you happen to have information that we don't about Cuba, and frankly, we don't know really anything, so it's a fair bet you do, let us know. Feedback at StolenDroids.com or give us a call at 801-917-GEEK. Until next time, cheers. Peace.
0: That end. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.